Everybody stand up, please. <laughs> he, he's pretty good. Yeah. Lord, apart from you, we can't do anything of eternal worth, but with you, with you, we can do all things. You, you encourage us and call us to pray. And so we look to you now to come and meet us, each one. And as we stand in your presence right now, we do what the scripture encourages us to do. We put on the helmet of salvation. We, we take again the, the, the hope that you give us in Christ Jesus and we put it on our heads for the renewing of our minds. We put upon the breastplate of righteousness, for we stand in Jesus. He is our righteousness. And we gird ourselves round with the truth that, again, is Jesus, because what we are doing is putting on Jesus. We gird ourselves with his truth around us. Upon our feet, we, we put on the, the shoes of the gospel, the good news of peace, that we can step out in his name. And proclaim him in every way we can. We take up the shield of faith by which we're able to quench every fiery dart of the enemy. We would just see every attack and everything that's come against us quenched now in Jesus' name. And we take up the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. And here we stand. And we pray this for you, Di, as you stand before us now, that every good thing you're needing from Father, what you've prepared to say, will come with a clarity, will touch hearts and minds, and reveal more of Jesus and the love of Father for us. In his name we pray. Amen. Oh, he's good. God is good. And Rob, thank you. That, that just really was amazing prayer. And great announcements too. Hey, we enjoyed those. It's so good to see you all here, and I'm really glad to, um, second week that we're back, to follow up from what we heard last week from the great Matt Morden. Where are you, Matt? Stand up. Stand up. If you weren't here, that was the man that brought our first message for the year, and it was amazing. It was all about story, and Matt reminded us that storytelling is the key way to build relationships and to build community and to build knowledge of one another. And if you haven't seen that message, it's on YouTube. Would you go back and listen to it? Because it was a key message that is very personal for our community engagement person, which is Matt, because he shared some story of um, some things that he had done with some other people in another chapter of his life. And it was done through film and it was done through working with teenagers at Scot Scotch College. And there was another documentary that they produced, which is very powerful. And if you didn't get the link to that, you can see Matt and he'll get that for you so you can see some of... Some of what God's done in another chapter of his life. Don't you love that we live in chapters? That it's sometimes you recognise, 
huh, it's a blank page. I have no idea what this next bit's going to be. And other times it's almost like you're where you're stepping in and living into something that God's already authored for you because he's the author of your life. So Matt asked us three really key questions at the end of last week. And one of them was, how will the chapter of your story in 2024 intersect with others' stories? He asked also, what might be things that the Holy Spirit is stirring in you right now and talking to you about? And he also asked us to think about what is the great author and creator? What is he leading you into in his story? And so with that foundation, today we're going to be looking at the promises of God and how, as we've sung today, all my life he has been faithful. All my life he's been faithful. Can you say that? And we're going to look at a a story from 1 Kings 8, if you want to turn to that. Because the good news comes in stories. It comes wrapped in humanity and it comes wrapped in the goodness of God saying, did you know God is as good as he says he is? And we discover through our stories that it's not actually just telling story, it's actually inhabiting and living into this big story that God invites us into. And we do that through relationship, relationship with him. And we've been singing to the father today and he loves us so much that he's saying there's so much more in 24. Yeah, I know we're doing that corny thing. (laughs) We are saying there's more in 24 for you and for me to discover about the Father and that he is writing through relationships. He is writing a bigger story for each of us. So next slide, we're going to see we're entering into, not only does everyone have a story, we're entering into the year with God's promises the promises that he has fulfilled and the ones that we continue to look to him for. So 1 Kings 8 is where we're at. And if you haven't found that, it's kind of at the start. It's a little book, but it's also a very full book of all the kings that were happening. And we're looking at Solomon, whose father was King David. And we know a lot about David and we know a lot about Solomon. What's he famous for? What's one thing? Give me a a word. Wisdom. He asked for wisdom and he received wisdom from God. What's another thing that was really important for Solomon in his life? He built a temple. Yeah. What was that over here? Temple. Yeah. So Solomon, we're going to look at that part of the story of his life because David, his father, was given all these promises about building a temple But unfortunately, he ruled when there was so much war waging against him and God's people that he wasn't able to fulfill that promise. And there's a whole story there that we know about David. But Solomon arrived as the son and was installed as king. And God gave rest and peace on every side for that nation, Israel. So he gave rest, so peace from any of the enemies and disaster. So as new kings did, they built and restored temples. So Solomon's known for that and he's known for declaring the temple of God was now completed. So First Kings 8, we see that the ark has, of the Lord's covenant has arrived and this is such an amazing chapter. 
because once it was complete and all the furnishings were done and everything had arrived and been uh, brought in by the priests, it's a big deal. And when God filled the temple with his presence and he filled the temple in his presence in such a way that the priests couldn't even continue their duties. Can you imagine? His presence was so thick and near that they could not continue their duties in the temple that's just been built. So we're looking here at verse 15 on the next slide where Solomon was responding to all that God had done through his promises. And so the first thing that he did is that he spoke to the Lord. And Solomon said, I built this temple, Lord, as a place for you to dwell forever. And then he turned to all the people that were there witnessing this fact. And this is what he said. Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, who with his own hand has fulfilled what he has promised with his own mouth to my father, David. God fulfills his promises, and this is the good news. He does what he says he will do with his hand and with his mouth. Promises are spoken. Promises are declared and promises are fulfilled. We are going to look then where Solomon is not only saying to the people, praise God, you did it. He then gets, as a king, he gets on his knees with his hands open to the, before the Lord and spread out to heaven. And he stood then after a prayer to God. He stood again, and this is the verse that we're going to be looking at today as part of this completion of the temple. And we're going to set this up before our own hearts and say, Lord, if we have a look at verse 56, this is what we want to be seeing in our lives as well, just as Solomon did. So what we're going to do is we're going to read it together. Verse 56. We're going to make this a declaration because the Word of God creates. The Word of God is living. The Word of God always has things happen when we put it in our mouths and our hearts. And so we can expect as we read his Word and declare this verse today, that he's going to jump ahead into your future and he's going to start to unfold some promises in your life as well. So let's read together. I'll count one, two, three. These are Solomon's words and we're putting them in our mouths. One, two, three. Praise be to the Lord who has given rest to his people Israel just as he promised. Not one word has failed of all the good promises he gave through his servant Moses. Well done. Let's do it again. Praise be to the Lord who has given rest to his people Israel, just as he promised. Not one word has failed of all the good promises he gave through his servant Moses. Not one word has failed. We are entering into 2024 knowing that God's word doesn't fail and that there are promises over each of our lives that he actually wants to fulfill. And there are also promises that he's already fulfilled. All my life he's been so faithful, we sang. And that's where we stand, knowing that these words have life 
right now. And so what I've done that I'll put up on Facebook is I've created a, a little document. If you would like some promises to declare over your life for 2024, that'll be available. We'll pop that up there for you. It's just, you could read your own Bible, but these are just a whole bunch of declarations that if you would like to have some promises that the Lord's speaking to your own heart about, that will be available today on Facebook after this morning. But today we're looking at the promises that he has fulfilled. And so we're going to do that in a way that we're going to actually ask the Holy Spirit to activate some of those awarenesses that his life-giving word is something that we're living into and inhabiting through story. Now, who has a paper Bible here in the building? Oh, see, it's not a test, but interesting, right? How many of you that just put your hands up have got writing in the margins of your Bible? Hands up if you've got writing. Yeah, interesting. How many of you that have a Bible at home or here would never write in your Bible with notes? It's just not what you're going to do. A few of you? Yeah. I'm glad that we've got a mix. I would expect that because some of us want to keep the journey of following what God's saying to us personally. And so we'll write and scribble and journal. And others of us don't live that way. There's a story about a man. He was an older man. He had a paper Bible. So he also liked to write things in the margins. And this older guy, he just knew the heart of the Lord intimately. And he was one of those that didn't mind writing in the margins because it kept his his living word alive and what he did was he would put in the markings he'd penned either the letter t or the letter p and t was for every promise that he says i tried this promise i tested it so Ori's bible he's got t t t and then if there was a p next to that it was this promise was proven in my life, tried, verified, and proven. And he had a story to go with all those promises. Wouldn't it be great to have lunch with that guy and find out how did you discover that this promise in your life was proven? What did that look like? He tried it and he proved it. He engaged with the living word in a way that he took that as this is going to be fulfilled. This is a promise. Let's test it out. The word is not just information. It's living, powerful, and active. And his promises are written in the word for our benefit. So that we can participate, we can participate in the story, the bigger story today. And then we have our own stories that we're inhabiting within his big story. And I know this is nothing new. I know this is nothing that um, you've got out of bed for just to hear, oh, wow, <laughs> there's promises in God's word. That's great. This is what we're going to do. We're going to get practical. <laughs> because, as Matt said last week, building story is about relationships as well. And so we are looking for this year... We are looking for God to build story through our community. 
And he's going to do that in particular ways as we share our stories. And part of the way that we're starting today is to share the promises that you have seen that are fulfilled in your life. And so if you're in life groups, you will be not at all unfamiliar with this is what we do when we gather together during the week. We share story. What's God done? What do you need to see him do? What's a promise that you've seen fulfilled? If you're not in a life group, this is a kind of an example today of how it can feel when you're getting to share one another's story and you're going to walk further together into the bigger kingdom story as you just feel a sense of belonging, as you grow together, and as you do life together and be with one another in a regular way, just like Jesus did. He had people that travelled with him. And so today we're going to have a look at some of the things that have been in your life where God has been faithful. The men's breakfast yesterday went well. Another example of sharing story. Thank you, Miles, and all your team that arranged that. If you're not aware, a whole bunch of guys got up at 7am for brekkie and had brekkie together and just shared story together as well as food. And there'll be more of those happening this year. So next, next slide. Thanks, Harry. That was Solomon's words. What about for you? Is there a thing that you could say, this was a promise? This was what happened for me. For me, the verse, fear not for I am with you, has been constantly inhabited for me. I've had to step into that so many times since I was a teenager. When I first came to know Jesus, that verse became alive and real and tested and proven that he is with me and that fear is not going to overcome. And so in all sorts of circumstances, that is a verse that is, it's not a life verse, it's a real verse. It's a promise that has been true, that fear not, God is with me. I wonder what it is for you. I wonder what the promise is that's springing to mind right now, where you've actually stepped into a living promise that God's given you and seen him with you through it. Now, it might be from the last year that you are thinking of, ah. Oh, this was very real for me last year, or it might be from a long time ago, depending on what God's speaking to you today. So you may not know where the Bible verse is. You might just know the words. That's okay. Today, we're going to share with, in pairs, in a moment, we're going to share what's a promise and how's God fulfilled it? What's it look like for you? We're going to do that in just um, a moment, because the focus of today is the promises of God and telling story. So, the person next to you, can you work out who, how that's going to work? Maybe if you've come together, you might want to turn to someone that will not know the full story of your life. And what we're going to do is we're going to share very briefly the promise and what happened. And we're going to take just a couple of minutes to do that. So, you'll have about 90 seconds or one and a half minutes to share those two things because we've got other things that we're going to do after that. All right. So, in pairs, off you go. What is a promise and how was it fulfilled? Tell the story. If you need to get in threes, we understand too, but let's do it.
Thank you. Cool. That one's dead, sadly. And you should be now changing to the other person. Let's sing that chorus together. Helen, thank you. All right. How was that? Was that good? What I need is one person from each section that's going far to share a promise and what's happened for them. And Matt's going to raise the microphone. So let's start over here. Is there someone in this section here that would like to share very briefly what you've just shared? Just sections. Stand up. They're very slow. All right, we're moving to this section. I'll come back to you guys. Stand up. Okay, Steve, just a sec, just a sec. One person from here. Thank you, Pat. One person from here, standing up, that would like to share what God has fulfilled. Oh, we're very nervous. Come on, one person. Let's make it a female. A female over here. Thank you. <laughs> and Pat. Great, Dave. Stand up. Okay, let's hear what Steve's is. Uh, God's promise to me is that he'll always love me. 
and I've tried it and I've te severely tested it <laughs> and proven that it's true. Excellent. And David? My grandfather had a, a little book. He, he was very deaf and he had a stutter and he never talked much. But for each of his children and grandchildren, he wrote a verse of scripture. Mine was, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And a couple of years ago, and we had communion here. And um, what's the name that's left now? Um, and we had a little, we had to take a verse of scripture out of the basket. I picked one and I'll, no, I'll pick this one. It was, I'll never leave you nor forsake oh, yeah. you. <laughs> wonderful. And, and he hasn't. And he hasn't. We see that, Dave. That's wonderful. Thank you. How good is our God? Patrick. Um, everything I'm going to share about Marion, I've checked in with her. So <laughs> it just, just, just so that you know, because uh, it's quite personal. Um, her father was a really, really difficult man. He was actually a tyrant. And so she really suffered as a child. Um, from, and as an adult um, from his disapproval and so that's just the start of that theme and uh, in 2015 and 16 um, Maz was working in the um, uh, Eastern Health and was very very exhausted from work and we were looking for a change in our circumstances um, and we'd learnt to hear God's voice from Kevin Butterfield and we were hearing and uh, we can't remember who it was it was one of us uh, it's in our journals it was about February in 2016, um, one of us heard, and I, th I actually think it might have been me, but I'm not sure, um, that, um, that on, on the 7th of June um, that Marion would be free. We were praying about that, and I'm very, very cautious about dates if anyone else comes to me, but we got this very specific, specific word. Um, uh, on the 7th of June that year, Marion's father um, became unresponsive and went into hospital and died a few days later of old age. He was in his early 90s. Um, yeah, and um, as a result of that, we got a substantial inheritance and we started our investment company. And Marion was able to leave work um, that later that year and, and uh, she was free of that and, and we've we still have that company, so we're still we're still going and making money, enough money. And so, um, testimony is that God speaks very specifically sometimes, and promised, and He supplied. Yeah. Thank you, both of you. And the no pressure section that Dairada. <laughs> this will be good. It'll be good. Um, uh, like Di, I think fear has was very present in my early childhood and became a Christian in very early days than Christian and I had to catch a late night train to Lilydale and uh, to meet Rick and I couldn't get out of it had to go and um, <laughs> just <laughs> but um, I'd had a funny experience on a train so I, I had a sort of a bit of a, a lot of fear anyway as a new Christian and, and thinking is God real anyway he said to me look I'm going to I'm going to look after you and that was just a, a sort of a spoken word which is a new Christian you think is it me is it you is it me is it you so I got on the train at Flinders Street I decided if I get on and in myself where I feel safer so I was in a corner facing the door and the next stop two policemen got on <laughs> sat opposite me and one sat um adjacent to me and they stayed there 
to the next to last stop, these two big hulking policemen, and I thought, oh man, God's real. <laughs> and, and, and that's just an, a recurrent thing, you know, you just look, look for it, you know. So good, that was worth it. Thank you, thank you so much. Anything at the back there? Anyone up the back? Just so we don't miss out. Kids table, no? Yes, anyone wanna stand up? No, they're good, okay. Thank you. What we're going to do now is we're just, we realise we're living in a culture, I don't know about you, but just about everywhere that we look, the prophets of this world are telling us, the world's breaking up, they're telling us all the bad news, right? And so what we're pushing into here is the reality that God is still doing and we have good news. We have story to not only live into, but we have story to share as well. And so we're not putting on rose-coloured glasses. We're actually saying our faith is real. We've, tr we've tried it. We've proven it. We've lived it because our God is real and his promises are fulfilled. And so the most realistic thing that you can do is fix your life upon the security and the vision of the word and his promises, which is, I'm imagining, why you're here today. <laughs> so we just say, Lord, that's what we want to do. We want to continue to stand on the foundation of your word. When all the other voices are saying, look at this, look at how things are breaking up, we look to your word and your security because your vision of this world outshines the shadows of any of the places that we live and move because you have gone ahead of us. And you are here yesterday, today, and forever. So I choose to be a person who's living into 2024, building my life on the security of God, on his security of his word. How about you? Yeah? So what we're going to do now is we're going to just take 10 minutes, personal time, and I'm going to, you'll notice underneath your seats that there is lucky door prize. No, it's actually <laughs> underneath you have an envelope and you should have inside, if you haven't got it under your seat, just look around for one where there's no one sitting and go and grab it. Who needs to stand up and go and get some? Has everyone got? <laughs> Thank you for sitting up. Also for the kids of all ages. So Beth, there's some more over here if you want to grab some more. Has everyone got a piece of paper? All right. We're going to but not just yet. <laughs> so here's what we're going to do. You'll see on the slide, the next slide that we've got. Thanks, Harry. We're going to do a combination of two things. The Father wants to hear your heart cry and your desires because something wants to emerge in your life and it will be around him creating and leading you into that. And so we're going to do a combination of two things. I'm going to ask you to take a moment to write a request that you have on your heart. And then on the other side of the page or somewhere, I would suggest maybe you turn it over. I'm going to ask you to write, what's your commitment to see that request fulfilled? Where you're saying, I'm actually going to step into your love, Father, and I'm going to believe this is going to be part of my reality. And so if you look at the next slide, the request could Solomon did. Praise God. You're the one that did this through your hand. The promises through my father have been fulfilled. Or it might be, I'm asking, or I commit to, or I present. Oh, can we go back one? Is that easy? No, it stopped. 
Yep, it's gone back. Okay, so that's that's the request. You're presenting yourself before they're going to say yes to, I'm committing to do this. And the reason we're doing it now is that it's takes until Resurrection Sunday from today. In takes, I'm going to post this letter back to you. I'm going to mail it to each of you that have written a letter and put your address on the envelope so that I can do that. And we're going to see what has the Father done in those 10 weeks as we have requested and then we've also committed to walk with him for the next 10 weeks. It's going to be amazing. And some of these won't be in time frames that I'm suggesting, but your letter will come back to you. I'm not going to read the letter. This is your letter between you and the Father. So you can write whatever you like in that and it will be sealed and sent back to you on Easter Sunday.